Welcome to Cure Chronic, a place where we have deep conversations and hear amazing stories about chronic disease and more. Here's your host, Becky Gale. All right, and welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I am back from a really interesting time. My goodness, where do I even begin? So today we don't have a guest. I'm going to be talking to you about my experience over the last three months, four months, probably from the start of the year. And wow, I, you know, it, it, let's just say everything happened so fast. It's like my health went from 100% to 2% to 0% to negative 10%, honestly, in a matter of days. And now as I record this, I'm a week out from being in the hospital for three weeks and I had emergency surgery. I had an emergency colectomy, so I legitimately do not have a colon anymore. And it's a lot. It's a lot for me to process. It's a, you know, for me, it's a huge shock, quite honestly, because one minute I had a colon and I was doing great and the next minute I'm on medication, I'm in the hospital and then the next minute I'm having emergency surgery to help my disease. So it's really hard to believe. It's really hard to honestly fathom that, my goodness, I went literally in such a short amount of time and how, do, how can I even explain myself right now? I just... You know, for those of you out there suffering for months or for days or for years, I my heart goes out to you because I I could not have foreseen this. I couldn't I you know, I couldn't have expected this to happen and everything happens so fast and you know, now I'm at home, I'm recovering from the surgery. I'm also still so basically what the surgeon So let me just hold on. I'm getting off topic here. Let me backtrack. Okay. At the beginning of the year, my fiance and I decided that we wanted to buy a new house. And that's kind of where the stress started. And I know for sure that my flare-ups are very much um, to do with my stress levels. And that's why I've been able to manage it for such a long time because I've been doing meditation and relaxation and I haven't really been super stressed out with my career and all that fun stuff, but it's like in January, we decide that we want to sell, we have a house and a condo right now, and we decided that we're going to sell both of those and buy a bigger house, and um, it just so happened that there is this house being built, and so it was kind of in the middle of it being built, and we can go and purchase all sorts of different things to customize it, to make it to what we want which was an amazing process, but it was the mortgage part that I think really got to me and that was really, really stressful. And I, instead of letting it go, this is stuff that I can't control, I let it affect me. And I let it affect me so much that I believe that I made myself sick because of my reaction to the stress. Plus, on top of that, we decided to get a puppy, and so I wasn't sleeping at night because if any of you have had a puppy before, you know that it's very similar to having a newborn baby where they wake up in the middle of the night, and I'm not a very good sleeper to start with, let alone stress on top of stress, 
trying to sell the house, trying to sell the condo. Some stuff came up with a condo that we couldn't have foreseen and it's just, oh my gosh. So stress on top of not sleeping, on top of letting go of my self-care, which is, by the way, another really important thing that we all need to remember, especially when we're stressed out, especially because we have chronic illness, because I let go of my meditation. I stopped having my cold showers for some reason, and I started to get super sick. And then what ended up happening was I let myself get so overwhelmed by my sickness. I let myself, I literally let the disease take over. And I know that. I can recognize that now. And I mean, this is a super huge learning curve for me because of the fact that I now know what I shouldn't do in the future. Um, but the other thing too is I, I let it get so out of hand that you know, I don't have a colon anymore, which is crazy. That's crazy. I had to have emergency major surgery. Like it's nuts. Basically, let's see here. Five weeks ago, I guess one, two, three, four weeks ago. Okay. So on the 21st of March, I was admitted to the hospital here in Golden, British Columbia. And I spent five days there until Thursday. And I ended up getting a colonoscopy done on Thursday. But let me tell you, my experience um, of those four days in the hospital was so bad. I let myself be overwhelmed by the pain medications and the pain of the disease. And how is this happening to me? Why is this happening to me? All of these thoughts that are so negative, that are so not powerful for healing and and that are toxic and that are going to make me more sick now that I'm thinking about it. You know, if I knew then what I know now, one of these situations for sure. So from the 21st to the 25th, I was at the hospital here in Golden. And for those of you who listen to my podcast, you'll know that Golden is a very small town. We have about 3,600 people here and the hospital doesn't have a lot of resources, especially for a disease like this. So I got my colonoscopy done on the 25th in the morning. And oh, by the way, in the midst of all of this, um, two or three weeks before I went into the hospital, I had been emailing back and forth to my me and my GI and I never really got along well with my GI doctor. And um he just wouldn't listen to me. He would not. Uh, it's it's almost like some stuff that had happened to me in the past. He just didn't care about or he didn't acknowledge or whatever you want to call it. So in the midst of all of this, I was trying to get a new GI doctor. And thankfully, she ended up taking my case and she ended up doing this colonoscopy. And she actually um, told me that I need to go to Calgary to the one of the big, big hospitals there because um, I need to get on emergency treatment or I need to have surgery. And so the colonoscopy came back and there is severe, severe inflammation and 45 centimeters from my rectum into through the left-hand side of my colon. But there is also severe, deep, deep, deep lacerations as well which meant that my colon 
over the last few weeks could have perforated at any moment, which could have been fatal for me because of where I live. There's no surgical team here. They would have had to like airlift me to Calgary, which is three hours away by driving. So that's scary. So on Thursday, the 25th, um, my fiance drives me to Calgary and like, honestly, I was in excruciating pain, just so, so much pain. It was awful. And um, we end up getting to the Calgary, the Foothills Hospital. And let me just praise the doctors there, the GI doctors and the surgical teams and also all of the nurses in the wards that I was at. Like every single person in that hospital was so friendly, so nice and just... My experience there was just unbelievable. It, I mean, apart from the fact that I was so sick and in so much pain. But anywho, so I get there and they're doing all these tests. I'm getting put on all this pain medication and I see the GI doctor um, the next day. And by the way, being in a hospital during COVID, you have no visitors like my fiance was not allowed to step foot in the hospital at all. It was awful. It felt like I was trapped. It felt like I was almost pr- like I was in prison. It's that's what it felt like. So anyways, that Friday, Saturday, I ended up talking to a GI doctor who wanted to try me on Zalgens, which is a new treatment for cro- uh, ulcerative colitis. And that was the interesting thing, too, is Um, The doctors there all thought that I had ulcerative colitis and even my when I first moved to Calgary, my GI doctor in Calgary had written in his notes that he thought that I had ulcerative colitis. So long story short, um, these doctors all thought that I had ulcerative colitis or I have ulcerative colitis and so he decides to start me on Zalgens. Now, this is the strange part. If you've ever been on prednisone before, you know the side effects, you know the insomnia, you know the moon face, you know the bipolar stuff, the emotions, whatever, blah, 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 blah. But you also know how it can make you feel like a million bucks. And so Saturday, when I first got to the Foothills Hospital, Um, my inflammatory markers were over 200 and like your normal inflammatory markers are like five. So that's crazy. And then when I went on this Zalgens, I was also on IV prednisone in the morning and the evening, plus all these vitamins and stuff like that. And my inflammatory markers overnight go down to 50 or something like that. And so it was a huge jump. The GI team were super confident in this medication. And over the next three days, I started to feel really good. You know, I was passing stool with not much pain, uh, just a little bit of discomfort. I was eating again. I had energy again. I was going down and getting smoothies from the coffee shop. Like I was feeling like a million bucks. And I'm... I'm so stubborn. 
that, you know, Tuesday rolls around and I'm begging this GI doctor, like, please let me go home. Like, I feel fine. Everything's good. And she's like, we need just a couple more days to get everything organized. And then Wednesday rolls around and I'm like, hey, I need to go. Like, you can't just keep me here. And she's like, no, like, you need to stay because we need to get everything organized for your medication and make sure that everything's good for your um coverage for the medication. We're working around the clock for you. You have to realize that you almost lost your colon. You need to stay here. You're sick, right? And again, this prednisone is making me feel like a million bucks next day. So at this point, Wednesday, my inflammatory markers are all the way down to 20 from 200, which is nuts in like five days. But then Thursday rolls around and I'm so excited. The doctors had all my prescriptions ready and everything was good to go. And they come in and they say, your inflammatory markers have doubled. And she had mentioned to me the day before that my blood work was doing something weird. And I was like, well, what do you mean? And she's like, well, it could just be that, um, you know, you're just reacting to the steroids or your body's just doing something weird. I'm not too worried about it, but we'll see tomorrow. Well, tomorrow comes and goes. <laughs> this is Thursday. And it's also April 1st, right? April Fool's Day. And I'm so excited. Like, I'm telling the nurses, oh my God, I get to go home today. Get to see my fiance and my dogs and blah, blah, blah. Well, joke's on me. I did not go home. <sighs> so they came in in the morning and they told me that my inflammatory markers went up to 40. And then the GI doctor says, you know, we're going to give you an emergency sigmoid, which is kind of like a little scope. And she said, if things look like they're getting better, we'll make a deal. I'll let you go home. We'll kick you out of here if things are looking better. But if they are looking the same or if they look worse, you have to stay. And if your inflammatory markers, if you do stay overnight tonight, if your inflammatory markers go up, we have to call the surgical team. And so me being my confident self, I'm like, no, like I'm getting better. I'm, my, my, my colon is getting better. I know because I'm, I'm not feeling in so much, I'm not in so much pain anymore. Like I feel great. Well, that is not the case. I had a sigmoid And because of the fact that I had breakfast, I was not allowed to get any sedation and my colon literally did not get better at all. It was exactly the same as last Thursday. It was the steroids. The steroids made me feel so good that it was like this fake healing. It was crazy. It's just, I've never experienced it that to that extreme before, but it was, it was just crazy. So they do this sigmoid test and like I could see the inflammation. I could see the lacerations. I could see how sick my colon was. It was awful. Plus not having any sedation. I, oh my gosh, it was brutal. It was honestly brutal. I, it was so painful. And it was like at that moment, because I couldn't see my fiance, I couldn't talk to him. I couldn't hug him. I couldn't, like I felt so alone. And I'm sitting in this bed, bawling my eyes out. I'm getting emotional talking about this. Oh my God. Bawling my eyes out because the doctor looks at me and he said, have you had a surgical uh, consult? 
And I'm thinking to myself, no, 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 no. Oh my God. I can't have, I can't have surgery. Like, are you, are you kidding me? And I'm sitting in the bed just crying because I'm now in so much pain. And I, I, it's like the reality of what's going off, going on just hits me right in the face. And I'm crying and this lady comes over and she's like trying to comfort me. And I'm just like, oh, I was an emotional wreck. I haven't seen my fiance in a week. I haven't been able to hug anybody. Like I've been in isolation because of COVID. Like it was brutal, just brutal. So the, and the interesting thing too is um, this new GI doctor that I was in contact with, she knew every single person at this hospital. And so the guy that did my sigmoid test, he actually called my GI doctor on the phone, on the cell phone and was like, hey, this girl needs surgery. So anyways, because of the fact that the inflammation and the lacerations and everything was so bad and so painful, he did not get very far with the actual scope itself. And so then I had to go later on that afternoon and um, get an ultrasound done. And the ultrasound was so, they wanted pictures of literally everything that the test lasted for an hour. And it was so weird because after that moment, it was almost like a week of medication, steroids, Zalgens, whatever you want to call it, just disappeared. The pain came flooding back. Everything just came back. The nausea, the pain, the exhaustion, the everything. Everything came back as if nothing had worked for an entire week. It was crazy. So I knew after those two tests and feeling that pain again that, okay, this is real. I have to have surgery. I'm going to speak to the surgical team tomorrow and get it booked and and I'm going to have something done with my colon. Um, there's nothing I can do. So the nice thing was because of everything and because of the fact that I was going to have to have emergency surgery, like life-altering surgery. I have a bag now, everybody, just an FYI. Um, the nurses on the ward let me see Tony. And so I was able to leave the hospital for a couple of hours. He came to see me in the city. He was actually going to bring me home that day. So he was unfortunately waiting all day long to bring me home. And uh, this happened. April Fool's worst joke ever. So he booked a hotel room for that night and he came to pick me up and we, he brought me back to the hotel and the GI doctor said, you know, your scope... It doesn't look any better than your colonoscopy from last week. And if we let you go home with those deep lacerations, there's a chance that your bowel could perforate at any moment and you could die. So that sunk in pretty, pretty deep. Um, So Tony and I, you know, I told him that. I said that exact sentence to him about um, the fact that the GI doctor and I could die and blah, blah, blah. And so I had a really good conversation with Tony about, you know, what would our lives look like with a bag? And he's like, you know, you're not doing this alone. I'm going to be helping you through all of this. Like we're getting this bag together. He's like, I love him so much. He's so supportive. And if I didn't get the chance 
to talk to him, to see him. Um, I don't think I would have been so comfortable agreeing to the surgery. So that was good. And so I spent a couple of hours with him and we really talked it over. And, you know, he said to me, like, I'd rather have Becky with a bag than no Becky at all, because that's how severe my colon did get. It was to the point where had I left it, had I not, you know, switched GIs and gone to the Calgary hospital, whatever, whatever, I literally could have died. It's like, that's crazy. That's crazy to think of. I'm 31 years old. Like, not no. <laughs> Anywho. So then the next morning, um, I was able to see him before he left for Calgary for about an hour. And, um, you know, he just said, you know, whatever you can do, see if there's a way that I can come see you after surgery, whatever, whatever, whatever. So next day on Friday, this is now April the 2nd, I... Uh, spoke to the GI doctor and I said, okay, I'm ready to have surgery. I know that the medication's not working. And I was, you know, unfortunately, I think the prednisone was doing me wrong. And, you know, the GI doctor said, yeah, we're going to have to, you know, I'm glad that you came to this on your own because it would have been a really hard conversation this morning. But I knew, um, I knew what to expect and I was ready for it um, kind of. <laughs> I think part of me, I was just in shock still, to be quite honest. Like, all of this, like I said, all of this happened so, 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 so fast. It was crazy. So, I talked to the GI doctor and the surgical team was supposed to come see me that day, but they never did. And then they came and saw me the next day. And so, the surgeon said to me, you know, we're going to do a full colectomy. And I think that they wanted to do a full colectomy because of the fact that they thought that I had ulcerative colitis. And they still think that I have ulcerative colitis, but I'll touch on that a little bit later. So I, you know, and then that was a shock for me. That was another shock. So now instead of, because initially when I was talking to the surgical team, um, when I was testing out that Zalgens, they said, oh, we're just going to take out a portion of your bowel, the bowel that's inflamed. And then we're just going to kind of give you a temporary colectomy or give you not a, uh, give you a temporary bag, whatever, and then we'll hook you up down the road sort of thing. So I had the impression that they were just going to kind of detach some stuff or take out a portion or whatever. So Saturday rolls around and the surgical team comes in and they're like, oh yeah, we're going to take your whole colon. And I was like, pardon me? So that was a shock. Um, so I sat with that on Saturday and then I realized, okay, you know, these guys are the professionals. They know what they're doing. If they say, okay, let's take out the whole colon, maybe I should do that because that's the disease. And if they're right, if I do have ulcerative colitis instead of Crohn's disease, then that means that I just take out my colon and then my, and then I'm healed. I don't have a disease anymore. But anywho, so the next day, um, I was able to kind of calm myself down and um, write down some questions and that kind of thing. And uh, then um, unfortunately, what ended up happening was they were still waiting for a test to come back. And I guess the test wasn't going to be processed until Monday. And then they would get the results Tuesday or Wednesday. So a GI doctor came in on Sunday and said, oh, you're not going to have your surgery until Thursday or Friday. And I was like, oh my gosh, I have to wait four or five days for this. Like, my goodness, my anxiety is going to just go through the roof. Anyways, the surgical team ended up coming in Monday morning at like 7.30 and they're like, oh yeah, we, we are going to squeeze you in this evening at six o'clock at night. And I was like, what? 
that's fast. But then another GI doctor came in that day and was like, oh, you know, they're waiting for your test to come back and it's not going to come back until tomorrow or Wednesday. So there's no way you're going to have surgery today. So for about four hours, I had no idea if I was having surgery or not because these two teams didn't discuss anything together. And I was like, oh my God, the anxiety that is filling my lungs right now is awful. Anywho, so thankfully around three o'clock, three hours before the surgery, another GI doctor came in and was like, oh yeah, so I don't think they're going to be waiting for that test result. I think they're just going to go ahead and do the surgery this evening. How are you feeling about it? And I said, honestly, like, I just want to get this over with. Then the surgeon that was doing my surgery, he's fantastic. Dr. Bowie is his name. He's out of the Foothills Hospital. Fantastic doctor. Such a nice person and just honestly just wants the best for you, which is, he's such a great guy. Um, I couldn't have asked for literally a better surgeon. So anywho, um, he comes in, he talks to me and I'm literally shaking like a leaf. I'm so nervous. I've never had surgery like this before. I had my wisdom teeth taken out when I was like 19, but this is like four hours long, serious surgery. I'm taking an organ out like holy frick. Anywho. So yeah, he comes in. He's like, okay, are you ready? Like we're going to, uh, we're going to bring you in between six or seven sort of thing. And, uh, yeah, do the surgery. So, you know, they came in, I called my fiance and I called my dad and I said, Hey, I'm going in for surgery. I'll call you tomorrow kind of thing. And, uh, it was good though, because I was able to get visitation rights for Tony to come see me the next day. Um, but you know, I was in so much pain and on so much pain medication the next day that I can't even remember what conversations we had. <laughs> so silly. But anywho, so um, they take me downstairs where the sur- like where all the operating rooms are, and like again, I'm shaking like a leaf. Like just, <laughs> it's a really strange thing to have to go through major surgery without having any emotional support near you. Like, you have FaceTime and you can talk to people on the phone, but it's honestly, like, it is hard going through anything like this without being able to hold someone's hand or give them a hug or tell someone that you love them face-to-face. Like, it is, oh my gosh, it was hard. So, yeah, basically, we did the surgery. I got, you know, they were done around 11 o'clock midnight and, uh... I was in the recovery room and honestly in so much pain. You, I, I could have not expected this much pain. Like, it was awful. And the, the medications that they were giving me for pain, like, just weren't working. The pain was just so bad. Because I guess what happens when you take out your colon, I didn't know this, but I guess your bowels are all stuck together with these tissues. And when you go in there and surgically remove anything, it tears those tissues. And so it literally felt like, like I couldn't move my abs without it feeling like I was on top of a fire. And so the whole next day was like that. And I had a PCA, which is like a your own personal pain unit and you can um, press a button whenever you want to like every three to four minutes or something and then it would give you a certain amount of pain medication but 
like I was on fentanyl and Dilaudid and all these medications and it was like nothing was working. But anywho, I digress. So I woke up the next day in shock and with a bag and the nurses were super nice the next day because I was just in so much pain. I could not move. And then I ended up spending Wednesday through Sunday in the hospital just recovering from the surgery and um, talking to the surgeons, making sure that everything was okay. Is your stoma working? I saw the stoma nurses um, and they helped me with like the products and the bags and how to change the bag and then me almost fainting because of the fact that the everything just felt so surreal so that's pretty crazy so anyways I ended up going home on Sunday which was just about a week um, after the surgery and it was a lot it was a lot to come home and at this stage of the game I'd lost 30 pounds too so I'm five foot ten almost and I'm 128 pounds right now when I left the hospital I was 124 or 123. <laughs> it's not a lot. So I've been trying to eat as much as I can and to try to get my strength back, to try to, you know, get back to a normal-ish life. So today was a really good day, actually. I, I have good days and bad days, of course, and some days are really, really, really hard. Like, my pain is really bad, and I'm super tired, or like, I feel super, super faint, and but then I have days like today where I feel pretty good and I can actually work and uh, take the dogs for the walk and that sort of thing. But yeah, it's, you know, what can I say about my experience except for just, you know, for those of you out there suffering, I mean, take it day by day and remember that self-care and self-love is the number one thing that we all need to take into consideration with our diseases. We need to love our bodies because of the fact that, you know, I truly believe that this is like rented space from the universe. <laughs> and so, you know, we need to take care of ourselves. We need to make sure that our reactions to things that are out of control are, is what's going to determine our well-being. And, you know, if we let stress and fear and... Uh, situations that are out of our control overpower us, then we're not going to be able to have any control over our health. We're not going to be able to have any control over our own well-being. And so for me, what I recognized in the hospital, in, in the Foothills Hospital, when I was recovering was the fact that for three weeks prior to being in the hospital, I totally, totally, totally left out my meditation. I left out any self-care for myself. I was just so overwhelmed with stress and with the fact that I was getting sick. But because I was worrying about getting sick, it was making me more sick. It was like a cycle that I just couldn't control. Well, I, I could control. It's my reactions that I could have controlled, but I didn't I didn't do that. I let myself get out of control. I guess long story short, being mindful, being present and being in the moment now and recognizing things that, you know, this is what's happening. Do I have control over it or not? If yes, okay, let's be positive about it. Let's figure out a, a 
way that we can uh, fix it or overcome it, whatever, whatever. But if it's out of our control, just let it go. If it is out of your control, it's like God's serenity prayer, you know, God grant me, God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things that I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. How true is that? We let ourselves get so wrapped up in things that don't matter, things that are out of our control, things that we can't change. When in reality, we need to be focusing on ourselves, on our mental health, on our well-being, on the, our relationships around us, making sure that we're surrounding ourselves with people who empower us, who challenge us to be the best selves that we can be, instead of focusing on things that we can't control. Because it's, it's a waste of our space. It's a waste of our time, but also our energy, like we're only on this planet for an X amount of time. Why are we wasting time focusing on things that we can't change, that we can't do anything about? Because that is in, you know, if you think about it, it's the fate of the universe. And that's okay. Focus on yourselves, focus on our bodies and on our spirits and on that connection with our mind, body and spirit as a whole. Focus on different energies and bringing them into ourselves in order to make our lives better. I'm not talking about religion, but, you know, if you are spiritual, if you believe in God, if you believe in a higher power, whatever you do believe in, it's like, let that embody you so that you can experience more love, so that you can experience more abundance so that you can feel the planet more that you can feel your relationships more and you can feel healthier on a regular basis because you're connecting you're connecting with yourself you're connecting with god you're connecting with a higher power but you're connecting with your relationships the people around you the people that matter i don't really know what life is all about but i know that life is somewhat about love and when you're loved, when you believe in love, and when you're, when you're shown love, whether it's from your partner or your friends or your family members or your pets, you know that you, when you know that you're loved, you just have a better life. Anyways, I'm going off on a tangent here. So in a nutshell, I guess, what can I say? It's been a wild ride. It's been crazy. It's been unreal, quite honestly. And so now I'm okay. I'm recovering. Um, you know, if anybody has a story about surgery that they want to talk about, um, or if they have a crazy last minute emergency, whatever, please contact me. I'd love to hear your story. Um, and just an FYI for me, if you are if you are curious, the doctor said that I can have a reconstructive surgery down the road between probably about six to eight months. So I'll have the bag for about six to eight months. Um, they did take out my whole colon and they're sending it to get a pathology test to determine if I have Crohn's or ulcerative colitis. So um, in the uh, report, the surgery report, they ended up saying that 
they all thought it was ulcerative colitis, but they actually opened up my bowel and looked at it and the doctor had written that it looked a lot like Crohn's disease. So at this stage of the game, I don't know if I have Crohn's or ulcerative colitis, but I will keep you guys in the loop and I will let you know as soon as I know. And I have a follow-up appointment with my G or sorry, my surgeon on May the 5th. So hopefully I'll know by then. I'll let you guys know. But in the interim, in the meantime, you know, I'm sending my love and my heart out to everybody suffering, anybody that's needs some extra love right now. You know, I know that things are so hard with COVID, not being able to see our loved ones, not being able to hug your friends. Like, oh my gosh, life is hard right now, friends. This is difficult. So yeah, my, you know, my love goes out to everybody and thank you for listening to my story. It's, um, it's been a wild ride for sure. Uh, please feel free to reach out to me um, if you do have any questions, comments, if you want to share your story. You can follow me on Instagram, Facebook at Cure Chronic or feel free to send me an email at info at curechronic.com or go to my website at www.curechronic.com. I hope everybody has a fantastic week and I will catch you on the flip side. Bye!